didn't just suddenly, you know, become a Christian and convert. It was actually um, September 24th, 2011, when I came to know Jesus. And, you know, uh, it took some time and it's taken time. Welcome to Creating Community with Dorian and Jake, a podcast designed to bring area leaders, business owners, and other interesting people together to better our community. I'm your co-host, Jake Starkey. And I'm your other co-host, Dorian Strickland. We're the owners of 1820 Coffee House and 1820 Marketing in the heart of Alvin, Texas. Today, we're recording from the Brazosport Area Chamber of Commerce. For more information about the chamber, visit brazosport.org. Thank you for, to the chamber for letting us come in and record today. If you're a first-time listener, we encourage you to subscribe to hear more. Creating Community with Dorian and Jake is available wherever you get your podcasts or at 1820marketing.com slash podcast. We'd love for you to subscribe to stay up to date with us and the community. If you're interested in sponsoring this podcast, we'd love to talk to you about it. Our goal is to reach our community and let them know about great leaders and businesses that are helping to make it better. If you want to be a part of that, please email us at info at 1820marketing.com to start the conversation. In this episode, we are sitting down with Fred Ortiz. Fred is currently the owner of Help, Inc., a business in downtown Lake Jackson that provides affordable in-home non-medical care to clients of all ages, including seniors, new moms, those recuperating from illness, surgery, and special needs children. Welcome to the show, Fred. Thank you. Good morning. Thanks for having me. <laughs> yeah. I got to say, let me, let me just start by saying I've never been in this chamber and what a beautiful building it is. Oh yeah. my goodness. I serve on the board for this chamber and I'm very proud of it. And this building is paid off and you know, we've got a great community to help with that. Yeah. That's you should be proud of this building. This yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. Anybody that hasn't seen it, come check it out, man. This is nice. Okay. So you've lived in Lake Jackson most of your adult life, but you grew up in Pearland. Is that that, that's pretty close. No, Woo, um, Pearland, all right. yeah. I was born and raised in Pearland, went to high school in Pearland. I didn't move here until 2008. Gotcha. And I came here. Okay, so that's not most of his life. No, it's not. <laughs> no, Definitely it's not, not my adult no. life either. Um, <laughs> but no, I came here in 2008 as the EMS chief for Lake Jackson EMS. Oh, nice. Gotcha. And, and so knowing uh, the police chief in Freeport lives in Pasadena, you decided, but you moved to here to be a part of the community. What is it about... Why is that important? I guess I should say, why is it important that as the EMS chief, you're actually in the community? Well, I think you, wherever you are, if you're an EMS chief, if, um, if you're a preacher, you need to serve the community where you live, to understand the culture, to, to be close to where you are every day, yeah. to be able to respond uh, whether you're on or off duty to, to know what's going on in the city from that perspective as the EMS chief, you know, I was very proud to, to be here, especially early on. Um, just truth be known, when I first took this job, I didn't want to move here. I didn't understand the community. Okay. You know, I was born and raised in Pearland. It was a small town community and I loved it. And it took not very long to get my roots in here and to really start developing community with the people here. Yeah. It so were you on EMT in Pearland? I was. I was actually the very first full-time paramedic hired by the city of Pearland. We were, were volunteers you? back in the day, and then we were part-time. Yeah. And so I had a uh, friend that we played high, that played high school soccer with, August Amond. His parents were both in EMT for years oh. and years. I remember the Amonds, yes. Yeah, yeah. Man, love that family. Good guy. And August followed in their footsteps, and he's EMT as well, so... So what got you into the, the EMS world? Was it something that you kind of were excited about or something you fell into? And obviously you had a whole career in it, but what kickstarted it for you? You know, I was on a, a very young 
I saw a couple of people get killed um, in an accident, and I was with my father. My father kind of saw it coming, and um, there was nothing we could do. And he said right off the bat, man, there's nothing we're going to be able to do. But I think that was what kicked it off for me early on. Uh, one of my high school best friend, uh, Bill Everett, uh, was joining the uh, Houston Fire Department. And, you know, that's one thing. But he was extremely excited about the EMS program. So I jumped in it with him to go at the same time. And, um, boy, it just just got into my blood and I couldn't stop. Yeah. How long did you serve in that role between Pearland and Lake Jackson? Uh, nearly 30 years combined. Wow. That's fantastic. Wow. It must have been tough. I don't know at what age you were when you said that you were with your dad, but to hear your dad instantly say there's nothing we can do for him. Yeah, my dad was a um, Korean vet, so he'd seen yeah. death like you couldn't imagine. And I think that yeah. we don't we don't all get to see that, or I don't want to say get to see it, have to see it maybe. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it didn't startle my father at all and startle me. Sure. But it was actually a crane um, and their cable coming down. And my dad kind of saw it right before oh, it hit. We man. were driving down the road and he was like, man, it's going to hit. And then, boom, you saw the sparks and you heard people yell and fall out. And how old were you at the time? I was probably around 10. Wow. That seems like a defining moment in anyone's life. I can see how that played into decisions later on in life. Yeah. You, you could really see how safety became a huge issue for me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> More sure. Than everything. Yes. You know? Yeah. When I think of so every city's different and every city has different roles, but the EMS chief, is it a paid position in Lake Jackson? Is it? It is you know, in Lake Jackson. Yes. Uh, and so what does that kind of, what did that encapsulate for you? Cause I know there's always overlap. Well, yeah. So early on this EMS was in tremendous trouble. You know, I came into a, a service that was um, $250,000 in debt with no revenue and, there was a lot of um, struggle between the city and the EMS because they weren't, a, it wasn't, it's not a city agency. It's a 501c3 run oh, EMS. Okay. So there was a lot of struggle because some money had been uh, stolen from the agency. And, um, you know, what typically happens in EMS is your very best paramedic becomes the chief and they don't <laughs> typically have a vision of business or understand a large budget. And so with some of those things, you know, I was able to come in and, and fight for some change that needed to be changed. And part of that was creating relationships with the hospital. And then Altus came in and um, doing non-emergency transfers out of the hospital or emergency oh, yeah. transfers that needed to come and having a contract where we could actually get paid. People don't realize, you know, you look at Angleton and Alvin and, you know, Clute and Freeport and all these small EMS agencies who run 911 services probably don't get paid for 70% of what they do. Wow. And then Medicare underpays everyone sure, right. by about half of what they should be receiving. And so you've got to figure out how to take care of people. Yeah. Bridge the gap with funds and absolutely, you know, and so that, that through, through this community and working with people and developing relationships, we were able to do that. And you know, when I left, there was a million dollars in the bank account at Lake Jackson EMS and people were making a real living, not $9 an hour as a paramedic and having to work three side jobs. Right. Yeah. Wow. What a fantastic turnaround. It was praise God. You know, uh, the crazy thing is I didn't believe in God when I came to work here 
there was definitely a Saul, the Paul transition in there that needed to happen. But I'll always believe that God brought me there as a Saul to crack the whip and get that place in order. So in in my previous life, before we did what we're doing now, uh, there were a few times where we reached out as a business to the fire department, to the EMTs, to the police stations, because we had a specific need for training, right? There's a lot of training that goes on from EMS to the general public or business and fire departments and so forth. So what are some of the things that EMS does here in Lake Jackson that, that they do for the community that maybe people don't know about? You know, couple of things that we brought in that I think were just huge was the car seat safety program. Oh, yeah. For children. There wasn't any place here locally where you could come in and put your car seat in and have it checked professionally or find right. Know that it's right or know that, hey, this needs to be thrown away. This is, you know, there's a recall on this particular car seat. And then to develop the funds and the people again. The relationships to have people donate us good car seats that we could give out if somebody had the need. Wow, fantastic. So that was one thing. CPR was a huge um, need for this community. Uh, I think anywhere you go, um, EMS gets involved in teaching CPR because you're getting it not from just somebody who sat in a CPR class and now they're going to go out and teach it. You're getting it from people who have actually done it and seen the results of it. And that's the best place for CPR class to come from. Yeah, and you kind of talk about the community aspect as well. And obviously we're very interested in building community. You're building in a different way, but why is that important? I I think that there could be people that just could come into that type of role and say, you know what, we're going to do our services. I'm going to keep my head down. I'm not going to get involved in things. And when we're called out, we're called out to me. And obviously I'm biased because I appreciate community and Dorian does too. It seems to me that that is not the proper way to do it, that you need to do what you did. You need to get out into the community so that when you pull up kind of like police officers, right? Let them see you at different aspects than just the worst moment of their life. And clearly you have proven results that we just talked about. So, yeah. Yeah. Several reasons. I feel it's extremely important that we're involved and engaged in the community Uh, for the educational component. um, Most people don't realize that, if there's an instance where somebody's in cardiac arrest, a bystander doing CPR is truly the hero and not EMS. If that is not being done prior to EMS arriving, the chances of survivability are just diminishing every second. So it's important that you do that. But it's also important to get out and engage the community. We got extremely involved with National Night Out and bring in uh, right. other training out. We got extremely involved and I, I worked on a program with Rotary to bring tourniquets in when we saw that, you know, there was a period in my life when tourniquets were not, uh, not allowed. Like, this is a bad thing. And there was a, a bad study that was done. They took a lot of these studies from, hmm. from Vietnam and said, no, everybody that got a tourniquet lost their limb. Well, all these people were going to lose their limb. I mean, they were hanging on by a piece of, uh, you know, yeah. of, uh, of, of tissue well, sure. and, and they were going to lose them. But by not putting on these tourniquets, people were dying. And that was right. really come to light in, um, in Iraq and Afghanistan. And so our trauma surgeon here at Herman said, hey, we've got to get tourniquets out to everyone. And so once that study changed, we worked hard to make sure that every police officer, every school had a tourniquet in their schools. And, and you know, that was one of the things that I'm very proud of is that, that nobody here had to wait. As soon as that was available, we got out there and got them 
placed in schools and in every police car, not just in Lake Jackson. But we went out to every surrounding city to make sure they had them. Nice. Well, before we move on to the next section of the podcast, we're going to take a break and then come back. But tell me, what is it that you would like people know, the, the general public, to know about EMS that maybe they don't know? It's a real career. There's a lot of studying that goes on. There's a lot of training that goes on. And um, EMS can make a big difference in someone's life. And if you've never considered it as a career, I really think people should. It, it is amazing. It'll change your life. It'll change your heart. And it'll really change your outlook on a lot of things. When you walk into different people's homes everywhere, you walk oh, in yeah. and you see different situations. You know, so many, so many of us live with our head in the sand. And we don't realize all the different situations that are happening right here in our own community. That leads in perfectly to what we're going to talk about next. But first, let's take a quick break and thank our sponsors. Hey, everyone. It's your friendly neighborhood realtor, Parker White with New Villa Realty. It's not a secret. The real estate market is red hot right now. Whether you have a dream of becoming a homeowner, your family's growing and you need more room, or if you're an empty nester, I got you covered. New Villa Realty specializes in helping our clients achieve their real estate goals through a stress-free process and open communication 24-7. You will never be left in the dark, and I will be there with you for any questions you may have. Connect with me today so we can sit down and get you where you want to be. My phone number is 281-678-1811 or email me at parker at Realty, N-U-V-I-L-L-A.com. I would love to meet you. I'm Jamie Scafidi, President and CEO of the Alvin Manville Area Chamber of Commerce. The Chamber of Commerce exists to provide support to businesses and organizations in the Alvin and Manville area. With various networking and marketing opportunities every month, the Chamber can help you grow your business. Learn more at alvinmanvillechamber.org. Hey, we want to take a quick moment and tell you a little bit about 1820 Marketing, the producers of this podcast. We believe that when businesses have quality marketing, it gives business owners the freedom to focus on what they do best. We design websites, produce videos, and create marketing materials that help clients grow their business. Find out more at 1820marketing.com. It's something different. And now back to the show. We're back. And, and the thing that I want to talk about, because you kind of alluded to it before and a couple of different things you said, but to me, your faith plays a huge role in your desire to reach the community, to reach others, uh, to help. And I think it bleeds out beyond just um, your business, which is helping. And we're going to talk about that. But it, to me, it bleeds out with what you do uh, through your church, through Rotary, through any the farmer's market, any number of things. You seem like a very active person and you seem like the kind of person that when someone says we should do X and you go, that's a great idea. We're going to get it done. And if you don't like the idea, you, you probably don't get involved. But to me, when it seems like you're a very active person in that sense, that it's a good idea. We're just going to get it done. Where does that come from? And how do you translate that to more people? Cause we need more people like you out in this world. Well, thanks for saying that. And, and, and you know, thanks for recognizing it and, um, I love the fact that, that on Facebook today, one of my employees recognized that about my wife and I. There, there are just tons of needs. You know, and I, again, I will go back to the Saul slash Paul um, time period. And, and, and it was a time period. I didn't just suddenly, you know, become a Christian and convert. It was actually um, September 
2011 when I came to know Jesus. And, you know, uh, it took some time and it's taken time and I'm still faulting. But, you know, people hated me in those days. They really did. And I get it. I totally get it now. I was a (laughs) monster and and I get it, you know, and and some of those, you know, Fred moments, old Fred moments, they they come back. Um, But what I see now is that when there is a need uh, and I see that, hey, this is a true need or, or an opportunity to help. I'm going to jump all in. And I think my wife never, never has said, no, let's not get involved. When she sees that <laughs> yeah. jump, she just jumps with me. We don't grab a parachute or anything else. We just go where there's a need. And um, through, again, building so many resources, we don't go in alone. You know, the fire department had a need. It was a, about a $35,000 need for um, the Jaws of Life, which it's three different pieces of tools. Most people don't understand it. Yeah. But you've got a cutter, a spreader, and I think they were getting a ram at the same time. It was $35,000, and it was in the midst of COVID and getting a new fire truck, and there wasn't budget oh, money wow. for it. So when the chief spoke to me about it, Chief Harvey, I immediately picked up the phone and started calling people. I didn't have to make 20 phone calls, and Freeport LNG and Emmy Gold, and I can't name them on. I feel bad. Cordova Law Firm, Josie Lachance, um, uh, Rod Hall from um, Honda Lake Jackson, um, uh, Leo Martin Chevrolet, Gary Martin. I mean, I, I can just go down this list of people that were just in uh, IMG. Um, and, and I wish I had the list with me because I hate the fact that I'm mentioning some of them sure. and I'm not mentioning all of them. Yeah, but Dow and Olin, I mean, yeah. everybody, BASF, they just jumped in. Vernon Material, and uh, they, they, they saw there was a need. And I think people realize that I don't come to you with a bogus need. Like when there's yeah. a need, and, and I, I think it's critically important that we don't take advantage of people knowing, sure. you know, I don't ask unless there's a great need. Right. Yeah, I think that's important too, that the proven track record that, hey, when he comes to us, it's because he has a strong passion for this and there's definitely a need. I think that's really important there's finite resources in this world period when it comes to helping and stuff like that. And, and that's the thing that in Alvin, it's a struggle between like rotaries and lions clubs and things like that. And it's like, how do you balance that? And how do you make sure that it's new resources coming in? We're not just recycling resources between clubs. And that's, so I appreciate that when you, when you call, it means something. Well, thank you. And you know, another thing that I think is critically important is that we are a small business. We're a small professional uh, incorporated business. And, and sometimes I'm bothered by the term uh, mom and pop shop. You know, everybody <laughs> uses that term and I don't know if it should bother me, but the fact is we are a professional organization and you know, we get, we don't have a budget to always be able to help everyone. Right. So we really have to try to manage that in our small sense. But I also know that through resources, there's so many other ways that I can help. You know, somebody call me because they, because they know my ability to help. And they reached out to me with a truckload worth of um, hand sanitizer, hand sanitizer stations, um, you know, the no-touch stations that are wall-mounted. Sure. And yeah. we got them here. And they're going to be in every BISD school now. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, nice. that's fantastic. And so let's let's talk a little bit about Help Inc. Okay. You bought it from a previous owner. Why was that a good decision for you? Why? Obviously, you have a background in medical and things like that. Why was, when you heard that this was an opportunity, you go, yes, let's do it. Well, first of all, I, I felt God led us to this thing. It came up within a week of me retiring from EMS. I had no idea this place existed 
and it's in walking distance from the fire station. Wow. Where I officed for almost 13 years, and I had no idea it was there. Wow. So that alone led me to believe that there was room for growth. The, the greatest thing about Help Incorporated here in Lake Jackson or Southern Brazoria County is that we bridge an incredible gap between medical care and non-medical care that most people don't even understand exists. But people get exhausted taking care of their family members who have dementia or are bed bound and they're doing everything they can to try to keep mm-hmm. them home. Right. And so we, we're able to come in and provide that care, respite care, if you will, bathing services and all the different things that people don't realize home health care doesn't provide those services. Right. That's not what they're for. You know, you need medication, you need a Foley. That's what they're for. You need an injection. That's what they're for. But we're able to bridge the gap. We work well with all the other home health agencies. We work well with the hospice agencies, the doctors. We're able to go in and if there's a need that maybe the doctor doesn't even know about, I can pick up the phone and call their doctor. And most of the doctors know me well here and I can help them get something going for them and advocate for the patient. And that I'm, I believe because I've been a paramedic here for so long and everybody knew um, my ability to make assessments that they trust us to take care of their patients as well. Yeah. Wow. So how do you, how do you transition from the EMS world to what you're doing now because they're while they're working in the same area, they're two totally different things. Wow. I won't tell you it was a it was a difficult transition early on. You know, I also served with the SWAT team through through Pearland and really? Alden oh, and wow. Lake City and um, you know, finally here in Lake Jackson and Clute and Freeport. And so you have this constant adrenaline rush that you live off of. <laughs> right. But you know, and that's not what we do. There's just none of that in what we do. But I have been blessed to show up and do a patient assessment a couple of times and be able to say, hey, we need to call an ambulance. You know, this patient is, you know, there's something going on here. And, you know, one time it was a, it was a really bad infection. And well, both they're actually both bad infections. But had had I not shown up, that person may not have made it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I know from personal experience, there are some people that they don't want to reach out to get help. They don't want, they think they can get past what they're having now. So having somebody that comes in, that's a professional that says, no, I think you're missing this because you're too close to the situation is, is probably better good than most people believe. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. You know, the people who, who work with me, I work with Jackie and Audrey and they do an amazing job because both of them have done caregiving. Um, both of them truly understand Audrey's had to deal. I mean, uh, Jackie has had to deal with, with her own mother yeah. with a lot of the exact same things that we take care of. So when people come in, we're able to truly help them and tell them, Hey, this is what's going to happen. This is what you're going to expect. Hey, your mom's not going to want this initially, but, but give it, let us come in and we'll, we'll take care of that by the service we provide. And it's amazing. We take care of, um, of so many different situations. The other thing that we do is we provide medical equipment and supplies. And so you can go to Walmart and buy a wheelchair and it may be cheaper than, or I don't know that it is, but it may be um, cheaper. Definitely not always more inexpensive, but you know, right. what we provide is we put the equipment together for you and we put you in the one that you actually need. Oh yeah. That's not going to happen anywhere you go. We're going to get you the right scooter for your needs, the right walker, the right wheelchair, you know, any kind of medical equipment for your bathroom, bathroom. We, we, 
understand we've been in the houses, we go in the houses and we prepare people and say, hey, you're also going to need this. And you don't get that just anywhere. But because we do the care, when people come in, we're able to provide the knowledge that goes with it. Yeah, you're assessing not only the patient, but where they're going to be going in the house, what they need to get to, how they're going to be bathing, take, caring for themselves, all those kind of things. So that's it's good to have somebody that has that knowledge for sure. Right. Yeah. And it's been how many years now? Almost two since we've owned it. Almost two. Almost two. Yeah, we, you know, I think uh, year one, we didn't finish year one and COVID hit us. So we had to get very creative and, and you know, oh, here yeah. we are, I'm a brand new business owner. I'm thinking, man, it's over. What have and, we done? <laughs> yes. And, you know, that I took all my retirement money and everything I had saved and I put it into this and now we're doomed. And, um, but just being able to pivot, pivot. And I think that's what we do. Well, understanding the the community's needs, we were able to truly work with, um, getting masks and hand sanitizers. And, you know, we had lines wrapped around, down the street for a business that people didn't know existed wow. when we bought it. Wow. Yeah. So, so what's the general area that you service? Lake Jackson's the biggest part, but all the Brazosport area, we go into Sweeney. We, we take care of clients in Pearland. Um, oh. We're, we're moving into Angleton right now. Pretty strong. That's where my focus is going because again, you know, people in Lake Jackson are just now starting to know we exist I think a lot of the marketing before we came in was focused in the wrong places. So we have truly focused on who is our ideal client, who are the ideal clients and how do we get them what they need? Right. Yeah. And that's important because you can do a scattershot approach and you'll get something, you'll get some clients, but when you focus and take the time to sit down and, and again, ideal uh, client is important. We've definitely seen it. It's a, uh, it's a great approach rather than the shotgun approach. Yeah. And where do you see helping going from here? Yeah, I have great goals and visions of, um, of being able to move into other cities. You know, I think we, w- the products we offer, the service we offer, we've moved into medical uniforms and it's just a, a great combination of services and um, equipment supplies, the scrubs. Uh, I think that there's a gap in many more places than, than in Southern Missouri County. So that's our big goal. I want to be in everyone's home. I want to make sure that people understand we have an aging community. You know, again, right. one of the things that, you know, just going back to the beginning and then coming back to now where we talked about EMS, I was the injury prevention chairperson for Region R because I truly believe that, that we need to try to prevent injuries. Um, and fall prevention was one of the biggest ones. And oh, here, yeah. here we are coming full circle that I really see the benefit in making sure people are aware. One of the biggest um, reasons for falls is fear of falling. What? Because people truly become so afraid that they're going to fall that they'll quit moving. Wow. And so that inactivity, they lose their balance. They lose their strength and their quad Atropine, and they don't pick yeah. up. Yes. They don't pick up their, their, their feet as far as they used to. And so then they wind up falling huh. from the fear of fall. And then you wind up with a hip fracture or a femur fracture, which is debilitating to a senior. Oh, so yeah. trying to get them moving through fall prevention and some of the other things that we provide it, it, to me is just as important as anything else we do. And we don't charge for fall prevention. Yeah. And I think that's important. I, my grandmother, 30 years ago now, I don't know how long ago she had broke her hip and, and there was definitely a difference from before right. and after, you know, she was still mobile. She was still able to do stuff, but that was a moment where she became nervous, right? It got into her head 
I could fall, you know, and that that's an interesting thing that you probably don't think about until it hits you. And then it hits you like a ton of bricks, you know, it does. And, you know, I've seen it throughout my career. I've seen it change people's lives. I've seen people wind up becoming septic from it and passing away. And, you know, it is a huge, huge, you know, we're looking at um, how much uh, coronavirus has affected us, but we don't actually look at these falls and see that it's a trillion dollar problem in the United States because it's not pretty. It's not sexy. It's not in the news every right. single day, Yeah, but it is a giant issue. So if there are people in the community that are looking for the services that help Inc offers, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Just give us a call. Uh, our phone number is 979-480-0197 and we'll be glad to help any way we can. Fantastic. They can also go to our website, which is helpincktexas.com. But just, just call us. We'll help you out. Well, we're hoping that 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 website will be a much greater tool in the future, but it's just something we're working towards right now. Well, it sounds like you guys have a lot of resources that probably people aren't thinking about, but they still need. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think the greatest thing, and I think I I truly believe that my staff sees this as well. And, you know, I think Jackie's our general manager. She's, they do all the work now, you know, they really do. And what what we want to make sure that people know that you're going to get a lot out of just walking in. Sure. You're going to get a lot of knowledge and help as long as what you need. And if we can't get it, we're going to tell you, hey, we can't get it. Um, but, you know, we also do some intangible stuff like I'll change the, the wheel on somebody's wheelchair or put a battery in their, um, their mobile wheelchair that they can't get anywhere around here. Okay. I don't understand why it, there's no place to do it. So just tell people, bring them in here. If I can fix it, I'll fix it. Nice. All right. Thanks, Fred, for coming on the show, and thank you to the Brazosport Area Chamber of Commerce for allowing us come in and record. To learn more about them, visit brazosport.org. Also, thank you to our listeners. Creating Community with Dorian and Jake is available wherever you get your podcasts or at 1820marketing.com slash podcast. This podcast is produced by 1820 Marketing. For show notes, visit 1820marketing.com slash podcast. Thank you again, Fred. Really enjoyed it. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it.